listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM and we're coming to you live from Tasmania right across Australia. Each weekday at 9am you can hear what the Bible says about past, current and future events. You can learn how to study the Bible more effectively. You can learn, uh, you can get to know who God is, why we're here and where we're going. And you can experience personal encounters with Jesus. I'm your host today, Jason Cook, and we've got David Leo joining us again as every Wednesday. How are you, Jason? Not too bad. Um, I was uh, thinking of different things as I was saying that intro. I normally have it completely automatic. But, uh, <laughs> Memorized. I was thinking of something else and it put me off. So, um, David, I've been sick a little bit and so we've been avoiding uh, being in the same room with each other, mm. but uh, we're back in the studio together today. So That's right. It's good. Good to see you face to face. You too. And happy <laughs> Wednesday. Happy <laughs> Wednesday to all our listeners. Yeah. Now, David, uh, last week um, we pre-recorded Wednesday's program and you were away on the mainland. Tell us a little bit about that. Oh, I went to a... Uh I went to a, an event that the, the church runs. It's called Chosen. And basically for our 14 to 16-year-olds um, in our Seventh Adventist churches around Australia, our youth department have uh, invested in this program where they had about, I reckon it's probably about 100 kids there. And they've asked local churches to nominate uh, potential leaders, people, they, teens they see as being leaders and uh Nominate them, and then they go to the. And if they get chosen in, in each conference, like for Tasmania, I took we took five five kids. We were allowed to take five, and we filled up all the spots. We took five with us, and I think we got the right five. And um, at this whole event, they they invest in. They talk. Yeah, you know, we had one woman who's written books like uh, I didn't even realize. I bought a book for my son. It's called Guy Teen Talk. You know, and obviously it talks about being a teen. And she's done one of girls. She's done like eighteen books. And she did all these talks about um, the importance of having a strong mind and, you know, having sleep and mm. resilience. And I was like, wow, all these 14 to 16-year-old kids are getting these amazing, these amazing talks. Mm. Then we had another guy who was a businessman, and he's talking about the importance of investing in, um, in the money and time and ensuring that God is the, is the number one priority, you know, not to get caught up. He said when he started business, money was the main priority, and it, he realized, you know, Decade a decade later, I'm 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 on the wrong track, you know. Mm. And he had to really turn things back. So he challenged the kids on on that. And um, we had a guy named Graham who did all these activities to teach community building and compassion and kindness. And um, we had Adro come along to tell the kids there's a, there's unconventional ways of doing things. And it was an amazing week, Jason. You know, like uh, I'm just I'm nearly finished a book. I've got a couple of chapters left on a book called Meeting Generation Z by Josh Emery. Mm. And boy, we've got a lot of work to do to to meet Generation Z, Jason. <laughs> this is a, we're we're looking at a group that uh, if you don't get their attention in eight seconds, they're looking elsewhere, you know. And it's like wow, you know. So um, it's yeah, mm. I'm really pleased our church have taken that initiation. Uh, I mean, that initiative, initiative to yeah. to, to look and go. You know what? We need we need to start working on these. Uh, you know, go younger, and I it's changed my perspective too. I really. I think we should start going younger, you know, and, and building them up. Mm. Yeah, and that's what we're doing. So it's yeah, great event, really it's, good it's event. A, it's a great thing. I, I know my uh, daughter, I'm not sure if my sons uh, went there as well, but I know my daughter certainly went to uh, Chosen and found it a very valuable experience. Ah, so, mm. okay. Um, David, last week we were doing a new series called The Seven Roles of Christ. Uh-huh. And uh, I think last week was our second episode where... 
Uh, but it was the first the role. The first role. The first yeah. role. Second yeah. episode, first role. Uh, Christ as creator. Give us a quick recap on that before we move into today's one. Yeah, so we looked at Christ as creator because I think it's really important that we see that um, uh, we looked at the book of John and we could see that Jesus was right there at the beginning. And it was it's the, the Bible says that all things are created through him and by him. And so we have to take note that the word of Jesus, when Jesus speaks, it actually has creative power. And it's not just back then. We can see his creative power when he was here on earth. And right now we have the word of God. I mean, literally, we have the Bible that speaks the word of God. And, and those words are still powerful today. Mm-hmm. So that's that's why we're going to look at Christ as creator to understand that his word is still as powerful as it was in the past. Mm-hmm. And it still is right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And do remember, you can go back and have a listen to all of our past episodes uh, using the Faith FM website. That's faithfm.com.au. Or you can use the Faith FM app, which uh, is another great way to listen both live and also to our past episodes. So go there, have a look at uh, our programs and podcasts on the website or go to browse, I think, on the app and find Tassie Encounters and you'll be able to listen to all of our past ones. So, David, today, Christ as Michael. Yeah. This uh, sometimes um, can be considered a controversial idea. Quite often. In mm. fact, uh, Adventists, and I think it's, uh, it's not coming to my head at the moment, but um, yeah, this it seems controversial because um, when people look at Michael, we'll look at uh, the it name talk, of Michael talk, in the talks Bible. about Michael the Archangel, doesn't it? And, yeah. And some people are uncomfortable with the idea of uh, Relegate. Christ being an angel. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Christ being an angel. But, uh, you know, the, the funny thing is we don't have a problem with Christ being a human being. Yeah. You know, but be, being an angel is a, an absolute no-no. But when we look at Christ as Michael, we're starting to look at Jesus as a warrior. And we'll see that when we when we explore. The, um, there's, only, there's only five places in the Bible where you find... Michael, mm. interestingly, interestingly, um, they're mainly Daniel and Revelation. And, you know, those books are the prophetic books. Mm. You know, they're the books that, that really dig into um, talking in uh, talking in this language that we have to try and interpret and, you know, in symbolic language. And we find Michael in the midst of prophecy. Mm. Right? And, and Michael is a, uh, Jesus as a fighter or Jesus as a warrior. In our days, I'm not sure about in the past, but me growing up in the church and the things I've listened to on YouTube and podcasts, it's not a it's not a role of Christ that's often talked about. No, you know. In fact, I remember as a kid asking people in church, and we're not, we're not going to cover that today. But um, I want to encourage our listeners when we get to know all seven roles of Christ. What I'm about to say starts to make more sense. But in my teenage years, when I started coming around 12, 13. I would challenge my my uh, my teachers and say, why why did God kill people in the Old Testament but not in the New Testament? Right? There was a lack of understanding who Jesus was for me back then. I didn't know Jesus in all his all his context. But we often avoid talking about Jesus as a warrior. Perhaps it's because of that. But also, we the compassionate, kind, merciful Jesus is the one that really gets put in the forefront now. And mm. we have to. We have to look at that. I mean, that, that is Jesus, right? Mm, mm. But talking about him being violent, you know, or being a fighter, being strong and flexing his muscles, mm. that doesn't that doesn't sound right. But you know, it's interesting, Jason. I've found that since I've started teaching about Jesus as Michael, I find that boys and men 
really gravitate towards it. Mm. You know, I think I think this talking about Jesus, Michael, really, really uh, gets to the the place of men that you know, we, we just want to be heroes. You know, mm. we, we just want to be able to fight for what's right. And, what's right, you know, yeah. Yeah, and then when we hear Jesus does that, it kind of just makes you go, man, I can do that. You know, I, I, I can be that person that can, you know, fight for justice and do this kind of thing and, uh, you know, tell the bullies to stop. You know, like when you realize that Jesus is that type of Jesus, for, for some reason, men and the boys, they really take to it. You know, mm. they're like, oh. Oh wow, Jesus like that too. And the, yeah. there's a role for that, and I think that's that is an issue, isn't it, with our modern thinking? Is that um, there's never a place for that strong, uh, you know, um, fighting against evil. Yeah, and yet uh, it's 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 essential. <laughs> it's interesting. One of the ladies, she's a chaplain up in Queensland. Um, when we were doing our wrap up last week at the chosen event, we had this this moment where everyone could sit down and do their thank yous and blah blah blah. And she spoke up and she said, ah, I don't mean to exclude the girls right now, but I want to speak, I want to speak to the boys right now. Mm. And she said, I've got four sons, which was, I didn't get to talk to her afterwards. I have read a couple of books, so I'm not sure if she's on the same, same uh, thinking, but she said, you know, um, church can be really uh, fem- feminized right now. Mm. And she said, I want to encourage you boys that you can be a Christian and and be masculine. Mm. There is that is that is a way to do it, you know. And I could see the boys are really I'm so encouraged by that. Mm. And I wondered what is she talking about. I wonder what she, you know. What she, but we didn't get to talk afterwards. But it's like what you said, you know. And so I think talking about this type of thing really does encourage the boys that uh, we can be strong, we can be, uh, we can fight for what's right. And when they learn about Jesus being a warrior, Jesus being somebody that fights for us, mm. it sounds like the perfect. The perfect role model, you know, mm. the perfect that 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 guy that you want to follow. This is like, wow, they, mm. this person is, is strong. This person does what's right. This person um, doesn't back down from a fight. This person is you know, is um, victorious. You know, like, wow. Why wouldn't you want to? Why wouldn't you want to follow someone like that? And so, when we learn learn about Jesus as Michael today, from those, we're going to look at these few verses that mention Michael, and then hopefully. It will, um, hopefully the penny will drop. One of the, one of the most annoying things is when, I don't know if anyone else feels this way, but when something really makes sense in my head, but doesn't make sense for somebody else, it, it, it's, um, I get, to, I get to a point where I think, why don't they just get it? But the fact of the matter is we're all like that. So, you know, something in your head makes perfect sense, but to me, it doesn't. Mm. And I, I really want to do it in a way that's real gentle and, you know, like that, oh, okay, just follow along. And even if it doesn't make sense, hopefully you'll plant some seeds and you can figure it out later on. Yeah. Mm. We've got a question for you this morning. It's, uh, can you think of a time when someone saved you from a challenging situation? We'd uh, love to hear from you today. How, how did it make you feel if somebody saved you from a difficult situation? Text us in on 0488 This is You're Not Alone by Meredith Andrews. I searched for love When the night came And it closed in I was alone But you found me And now I'll never 
to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM and today we're speaking with David Leo and we're talking about Christ as Michael and we did ask you a question can you think of a time when someone saved you from a challenging situation and how did it make you feel do text us in on 0488 880891 that's our Tassie Encounters number mm-hmm. we'd love to hear from you today uh, we've been the break uh, David we were talking about a couple of situations uh, I think you've got one yeah. to share. Yeah, I remember when I was, I reckon I was about 11 or 12, it was a church picnic. It was back in Auckland, New Zealand, and it was called Long Bay Beach. And um, there was this, like a canal, it was probably about 100 metres wide. And uh, when we had the brief before we, you know, started the 
started having a good time and socializing and whatever. The youth leader said, um, parents and kids listen up, uh, listen, listen up really well. I don't want anybody going to that, that canal. That's uh, a dangerous, dangerous place. And so parents keep an eye on your kids, blah, blah, blah. And uh, my older brother, who would have been about 13, 14, and his friend who was around the same age, and another, and his older brother, who would have been about 15 or 16. Guess what we thought to ourselves? You're going to go and <laughs> yeah. do what you're not meant what, to what do. What's <laughs> telling us to stay away from that? <laughs> so so we, work, we go over. If you, set, if you tell someone not to do something, they'll always want to do it. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, the, the dares came and we looked and we thought, it looks harmless. You know, it was, it was shallow. It didn't, it didn't, it didn't. So we swam and it was an island in the middle. We swam to the island. Then we went all the way to the other side. And um, as we're playing around, we I reckon it was only about half an hour we're playing on the other side. You know, it was just bush and just, there was nothing spectacular on the other side. One of the boys noticed that it was starting to rush. The water was rushing quite fast. And so we thought, oh, we, we better swim to back to the other side. So we all jumped in. And um, as we jumped in the water, we could you could feel the, you know, the current. Yeah. Like, Whoa, this is strong. We made it to the, the middle again. And um, you could we, I could literally see the, the water going from around my, uh, above my ankles. And within minutes, it was creeping up to my knee. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought, what, what is going on? You know, and um, a couple of boys tried to swim, but they got pushed came back again so none of us made it but then this this kid that um, well, he wasn't a kid he was probably like 19 at that time 18 or 19 he just came Samoa from Samoa and he was deaf and we were one of the only kids that spoke to him like all the others kind of ignored him because it was hard to communicate with him he turns up he looks at us and I think he assesses the situation and then he swims backwards and forwards grabbing each and every one of us right just, he was a strong swimmer he was a strong swimmer mm-hmm. like, and the feeling that I have of, of relief you know I was just like Wow, you know, like at the time I was like, none of us can make it. How are we going to get out of this spot? Mum and Dad's going to be so angry, mm-hmm. you know. You know, like I, I don't know what what to do. Do we just go out to the the beach waters? And when he turned up, and um, I, you know, I was the first one to go. When he grabbed me, and I could feel his strength, you know, pull me, take me to the other side, and see him do it again four times. I was like, man, this guy, this guy is awesome. And I remember thinking to myself, wow. That was that was lucky, and then I also had the relief that he didn't tell my mum and dad as well. Mm. So, <laughs> but yeah, that was the that was the time I distinctly remember being saved, mm. you know? and that's uh, <clears throat> he was strong enough to do it. Mm. And that's what we're talk about now. Mm. I mean, let's let's start going to the Bible verses that actually talk about this this person, Michael, right? We're and, starting in Revelation. Yeah, 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 my favorite. <laughs> this is where my f- actually. There's a between this one and Daniel 12. This is a close favorite of mine as it's, far as Michael's It's interesting concerned. here because uh, even though we're in the last book of the Bible, this is really talking about an early point in time, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. It says, Now war arose in heaven, Michael and his angels fighting against the dragon. And the dragon and his angels fought back, but he was defeated, and there was no longer any place for them in heaven. Okay, so there we find... Michael in Revelation. Mm. It says that him and his angels, they were lead, Michael was leading the war against the dragon. The dragon. And we, you know, Revelation actually identifies who the there's, dragon there's is. There's another verse that actually says, and the dragon is Satan. Yeah, that's yeah. right. But it doesn't, it doesn't specifically say, and Michael is Jesus Christ. It doesn't, no. t- it doesn't give us that. No. So we have to work it out for ourselves. Mm. And so uh, another one is in Daniel. Yep. Daniel, Daniel 10. 10 verse 13. It says, uh, the prince of the kingdom of Persia... <coughs> 
uh, withstood me 21 days, but Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me, for I was left there with the king of Persia. So there's another mention of Michael. Okay, so now in Revelation it's said that he was leading the, the angels with a war against the dragon, and in this one it says one of the chief princes, mm. right? And depending on what translation you read, that can be slightly different. Sometimes it says uh, the chief, the chief prince, I think, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So we, we, we're starting to get, um, we're starting, we're starting to stack the identity of who Michael is, right? Mm. Prince of uh, one of the princes and prince of Persia. Actually, this this one's pretty deep in as far as prophecy is concerned. When it talks about Persia and the princes of Persia, and who's conquering who, like who. Oh, no, I won't digress. I won't get, get distracted. Let's, so we've got two things so far. He leads the army against um, the dragon. He's also one of the chief princes. When we find in Daniel, and then uh, look at Jude. Yeah, so a Jude's Jude. another place where it's mentioned as one verse, isn't it? Yeah. It says, uh, this is Jude, uh, there's only one chapter in Jude, verse 9. It says, but when the archangel Michael, contending with the devil, was disputing about the body of Moses... He did not presume to pronounce a blasphemous judgment, but said, the Lord rebuke you. Okay, so now this one identifies Michael as an archangel, Mm. right? A a high-ranking angel, and he's contending with the devil, Mm. fighting with the devil over Moses. Mm. Who's who's going to get Moses? So now we've got leading the angels, chief princes, um, an archangel that contends with the devil, and then Daniel... 12 verse 1, this one, uh, for me, it kind of brings it home <laughs> for me. But uh, Yeah, because this is after, it's already talked about Michael earlier in, in the book of Daniel. Yeah, uh, that's right, after chap- Daniel Two 10. chapters earlier. Yep. And it says, At that time shall arise Michael, the great prince, who has charge of your people. And there shall be a time of trouble such as never has been since there was a nation till that time. But at that time, your people shall be delivered, everyone whose name shall be found written in the book. Okay. So now we've got um, we've, we've got a situation where Michael stands up, mm. and the result of Michael standing up is the people are delivered. Mm. Right. There's the so we're looking at Michael the deliverer now. Michael who stands up, and we have to understand too. Without getting too much into detail, we're looking at a we're looking at a, a situation of uh, justice being exercised. You know, I see in in earlier in Daniel it talks about the courtroom being seated. Daniel seven, yeah, that's, that's right. right. And and it says there's there's something going on here. There's a judgment process. There's a there's a, a court case. You got it. And at the end of that, Michael stands you, up. You got Is it, that right? You've got it right. And in, in Daniel seven, it says the Son of Man. The mm. Son of Man, mm. right? This is the very first time we have a reference where Daniel says, I had a vision of this man that looked like a human being, mm. but was allowed, he was permitted to come into the presence of the Ancient of Days. Yes. And Ooh. he approached, yeah, what kind of human, he approached the Ancient of Days. Yeah, what kind yeah. of human is allowed to... And then you see when Jesus on earth, he refers to himself mm. as the Son of Man, the mm. one that is able to stand in the presence of God, right? Mm. And then in Daniel, Daniel 12, it says, in the courtroom, 
when um when the when a person stands up, they stand up to deliver whoever they're representing. To deliver, yeah, and, right. and ultimately to, to deliver the outcome of the uh, the court case. Correct. You know, and so when somebody stands up, it has to be the right person to stand up. Mm. Now, for, for some reason, when this archangel, when this leader of God of the of the angels' army, this prince, chief of princes, when he stands up, the people are delivered. Right. So, what 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 do you notice <clears throat> when when you when you look at all the the text that we've just looked at, as far as Michael's concerned, what do you notice about the tone of all of the uh, the verses? Well, the tone is that uh, he's a conqueror. He's a he's a winner. He's a he's a um, he's fighting on behalf of us. Are you, yeah, on behalf. So he in each case he's doing it on behalf of his people. Mm. He's coming, he's fighting to deliver his people. It says there, but at that time, your people shall be delivered. Yeah. And so we get it. We're getting a picture now of a, um, of this Michael character. This Michael character we first saw in Revelation, he's able to fight with the angels mm. and he beat Dragon and his angels. Mm. We see that at a time where Daniel, <clears throat> Daniel has been given prophecy and the devil's trying to stop the devil also is referred to as a prince, trying to stop Daniel from receiving the prophecy. Gabriel's trying to deliver it, but the the devil's contending. Mm. And in so, that, in that case, it's referred to the prince of Persia. That's right. Yeah. And and then and then he says, and Michael had to come and help me mm. because Michael's the only one that can he's, push Satan back. He's he's the one who has the power, <laughs> right? Mm. And then we read in Daniel, and then we read in Jude. He's contending for Moses, mm. and then we read here. When he stands up, the people are delivered. Mm. Not anybody else. Nobody else. When Moses stands up, no. When Joseph stands up, nope. Not him either. When Paul stands up, nope. Has to be Michael. Mm. We're starting to get a bit of a picture that this can't be just anybody. Mm. Right? Mm. Well, it's time for another break. Uh, Our question for you today. Can you think of a time when someone saved you from a challenging situation? And how did it make you feel? Mm. Uh, we'd love to hear from you today, so do text us in zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. This next song it's by Keith and Kristen Getty, and uh, joined by Sky Peterson. It's called "Take Shelter." When the nations rage and death is at the door. When the wars are waged as they have been before There's a refuge that I run to A respite from my fear Nothing in this world can harm me here When my song of hope is swallowed by the pain
As the shadows fall, we'll see the lights of home. And then all our present troubles will be stories of the past. Safe within his gates, we'll find our rest. And I take shelter, take shelter in the loving arms of God. And I will take shelter, take shelter in the loving arms of God. I'll take shelter in the loving arms of God. And I will take shelter. program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. You're listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM and we're speaking with David Leo on the seven roles of Christ. And we've been talking about Christ as Michael. Michael. And we've learned quite a bit about it uh, so far that uh, Michael is this one who is uh, fighting against Satan primarily, isn't it? Yes. And uh, is uh, fighting on our behalf. Yeah. And one thing I, did, I didn't even touch on is the, uh, the the meaning of the name Michael. Mikael, it actually means, it's a question. Uh, one who's like God, mm. right? Mm. One who's like God, you know, that's a, even and even that, that name kind of suggests something as well. Mm. But, um, yeah, you know, you, you've got it. It's one who's fighting against Satan and fighting to deliver his people. Mm. That That's who we find who's Michael. And I wanted to uh, go, and I want to encourage any of our listeners, if you've got any more questions, I mean, this is a pretty big subject really, mm. uh, you know it's, it's quite a um, quite something to try to cover within a few like 40 minutes of mm. talking on radio but if you've got questions shoot them through mm. we'd love to um, engage that uh, I'll look at a story in in the Bible Joshua 5 where um, Joshua's been called to his first assignment and it's not an easy assignment I'm sure Jesus did that on purpose but he calls him to take on the city of Jericho. And Jericho has a reputation for having these thick walls, really well um, well situated so it can defend against foes. And uh, Joshua has the job of taking that city down. That's the first thing God says to enter Canaan. This will be the first city. And Joshua's quite concerned. He's like, I don't, I'm not sure how to do this. So he goes off by himself and he prays, seeks counsel and says, God, I need your help. And then he, and the prayer is answered. And we see in Josh 5, verse, um, I think it's 13 to 15. Mm. Oh, we've got it up here. Could yeah, you, got it here. Yeah, yeah. Do you mind reading that, please? It says, uh, when Joshua was by Jericho, he lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, a man was standing before him with his drawn sword in his hand. So that's interesting. This, this person that he's talking to has a sword. Sword out. Yeah. And Joshua went to him and said to him, are you for us or for our adversaries? And he said, no. I think that's an interesting answer. No, <laughs> but I am the commander of the army of the Lord. Now I have come 
And Joshua fell on his face to the earth and worshipped and said to him, What does my Lord say to his servant? And the commander of the Lord's army said to Joshua, Take off your sandals from your feet, for the place where you are standing is holy. And Joshua did so. Okay, so in his prayer, in the answer to prayer, a gentleman, well, well, a warrior turns up, and like you said, this warrior has his... He's got a sword. He's got a sword drawn out as, mm. as if ready to fight. Right? And Joshua, is, you know, fair question, are you here for me or are you gonna? Are you here for the enemies? Mm. And he, he said, oh, interesting. The answer is no. No. <laughs> N- neither. Yeah. I'm not here for you or the... No. Um, all the enemies that's an interesting answer mm. uh, what do you make of that Just well it, it's <clears throat> it, I mean ultimately the way I would interpret this is that he was here for Joshua and yet he doesn't make that explicitly clear here no there's a there's a uh, offer offer to Joshua to exercise faith here mm. and um, you know we, we learn here that uh, he's trying to tell Joshua Joshua there's a bigger picture mm. right and, and this is good for everyone, every one of us that's listening. And even in our own personal battles that we go through every day, God reminds us that he knows the bigger picture. Mm. There's a much bigger picture to this. And, you know, for the Seventh-day Adventist Church, the whole premise of our faith and our belief is based on this great conflict between Christ and Satan. Mm. The 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 war between Christ and the, Satan the is great we, controversy. The great controversy. I mean, you're going to learn from the seven roles of Christ. It's all based on this, this the fact that Christ is fighting for us, mm. and Satan is also fighting, fighting to get us right. And we are the ones that are left with the choice: who's actually looking out for the best in my, for me and my family and my friends and my community? Is it Christ or Satan? Right? Mm. And they're they're constantly at at war presenting the evidence showing to us who 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 really is loyal to to us right and um and and ultimately it it is a a battle of loyalties isn't it that's right um that yep. uh that god wants us to be loyal to him because he knows that he can save us <laughs> uh, correct correct <laughs> so unfortunately satan wants is is our loyalty to him but he's not going to save us you know there's this there's this interesting thought thought experiment that I do with, with kids and uh, my wife said man that, that could, that, yeah, that's, that's quite um, that's quite a mental mental gymnastics they got to do and I, and I challenged them I said hey just imagine that um, let's say you were born in uh, in Turkey right and um, somebody came took you away from your Turkish parents and brought you to Australia right and you're in Australia you live on 10 acres you've got a couple of horses you know, you go to awesome school. You know, everything everything's great. And then when you turn 13, you get these papers, you get these documents showing you that you were born in Turkey, that your parents look like this, and da-da-da, and a letter from your dad saying, you've actually been brought up by people that took you away from us, stole you away from us. We want to have you back. You know, like, what do you do? And, you know, a lot of kids struggle with this. They're like, are you saying I'm happy where I live? Yeah. Your parents, yeah, your parents that stole you, they're great. They're great to you. They give you everything that you want. But the truth is, you belong here. And you can see the brain, you know, and I'm like, adults are doing this right now with Christ and Satan. Mm. Oh, it feels good. This thing that Satan gives us. And Christ is fighting to say, hey, you belong to me. I'm the, 
I'm the real one. I'm the one that gave birth to you. I'm the one that has brought, brought life. And so we find here as, as Christ is coming to, to um, well, I'm, I'm making the argument, right? This passage in Joshua also identifies himself. He says, I'm the commander of the army of the Lord. Mm. Who led the, 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 the army of angels in Revelation? Michael. Michael did, mm. right? So he's, he's identifies himself as that. Mm. Furthermore, he gives instruction to Joshua to take his sandals off. And we learn from another story. In uh, where in the the fiery bush, the burning the, bush, in, in the burning bush in the uh, desert with Moses. Moses removes his sandal because he realizes I'm in the presence of the great I am, mm. right? And he's given the instruction as well. And and when Joshua worships him, the worship is received. Mm. And this is let's let's go to Revelation. Compare this again. Yeah. In Revelation 19 verse 10, if you could, if you could read that, please. This is this is John talking about his. Engagement in his vision. Yeah, it says, Then I fell down at his feet to worship him. Now, this is another messenger or something that's, that's, right. that's giving uh, John uh, this vision. Correct. Right? Yep. Then I fell down at his feet to worship him, but he said to me, You must not do that. I'm a fellow servant with you and your brothers who hold to the testimony of Jesus. Worship God, for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Okay, so we learn here that. He's going to bow down to this messenger, the angel mm. that's been showing him and he taking says, him around. And then the angel refuses. Don't, don't worship me. You must worship God only. Mm. We go back to the passage in Joshua 5. He goes to worship this man with a drawn sword. And the man says, remove your sandals mm. for the ground you're on is holy. He doesn't condemn him. For he doesn't. For he doesn't. Yeah. Don't worship me mm. and say, worship God only because mm. perhaps... He is worshipping God. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Because ultimately, you know, the Ten Commandments tells us that uh, it's one God. That's right. Worship you, only you shall one not God. Worship, you, shall, um, you should not worship any of the gods, mm. only, only, you know, only me. So, mm. uh, you know, you, we're starting to see that this command of the army of the Lord is equivalent to God. Mm. And we're, it's, we're, just, we're, just, we're just putting the dots together, right? Yes. Just, yeah, just yeah. adding it up. Yeah. <laughs> We've got a book offer today. It's called There's More to Jesus. This is the same book offer that we've had previous weeks. So if you have not yet claimed a copy, we'd encourage you to do that. But uh, this is by Sean Bryce. Brace. Uh, explore the major facets of who Christ is and what he means to us. And in turn, use the lens of Christ to rediscover scripture. This book explains Adventist beliefs of biblical scriptures that show us the fullness of Jesus and how Jesus fills theological doctrines with a beauty they were always meant to show. So that's our book offer today. Right after the break, we'll give you the code to claim it. And we've got three copies to give away today. This is Hilary Scott and the Scott family with Still. I believe that you are God alone But sometimes I still try to take control I get scared when I can't see the end And all you want from me is to let go
beautiful song, David. Mm. Um, I love that concept that uh, God's working behind the scenes and sometimes we don't even see what he's doing. Oh, so, man. Yeah, beautiful. <laughs> so we're finishing our program today with David Leo and we've been talking about Christ as Michael. But we talked about our book offer just before the break. There's more to Jesus. We've got three copies to give away today. And the code for that is Christ number one, C-H-R-I-S-T, and the number one, no spaces. Text that into zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. David, uh, before we started the program and when I'd seen your topic for today, there's something that reminded me of the battle that I went through. Mm. And it sort of answers that question before as well, where uh, have question. I ever been uh, yeah. saved from something? Well, you know, being diagnosed at stage four uh, cancer, uh, my prognosis, according to the statistics, was about five months. And... Uh, what was amazing is that God prepared me beforehand by uh, studying a passage of scripture and the, the passage was in Second Chronicles chapter 20 when uh, Jehoshaphat and uh, the people of Judah were facing three armies marching against them. Mm, I and, like the story. Uh, and this guy uh, who, who was impressed by the, the, the Holy Spirit um, received a message and shared it with the people. And I, I love this message. And this is, this is the, the message that I had to embrace uh, in my situation um, that, you know, a few weeks after I was studying this, I was diagnosed at stage four. And it says, this is what the Lord says. Do not be afraid. Don't be discouraged by this mighty army for the battle is not yours but God's, and it goes on to say that uh, you will not even need to fight. Take your positions, then stand still and watch the Lord's victory. He is with you, O mm. people of Judah and Jerusalem. Do not be afraid or discouraged. Go out against them tomorrow, for the Lord is with you. And, um, and you know, after I'd received that diagnosis and I was on the way to my first treatment, um, which was radiation treatment uh, on the brain tumours, uh, God revealed another passage to me, which which showed me that He was well. Number one, He was He was with me, you know, because He was helping me through these mm. scriptures to understand. It says in uh, Isaiah forty one verse eleven to thirteen, it says, "See, all your angry enemies lie there, confused and humiliated. Anyone who opposes you will die and come to nothing. You will look in vain for those who tried to conquer you. Those who attack you will come to nothing. For I hold you by your right hand, I the Lord your God, and I say to you." Don't be afraid. I'm here to help you. You know, th this for me was a real battle. It was a battle of life and death. You know, and and I Literally. knew I knew that I couldn't win it. <clears throat> yeah, it wasn't within my capacity to beat this cancer. Uh, it had to be a battle that I had to give over completely and surrender to God and trust Him that He was going to fight it on my behalf. And and when you say it, it sounds easy. It's oh, not, it, there were many easy. times. There were many times when I doubted. Yeah. And many times I thought, well, why have you given me these messages? Why have you told me that, you know, this me this passage in Isaiah told me that he was going to heal me because you'll look in vain for those who tried to conquer you. Those who attack you will come to nothing. That says that my cancer is going to be yeah. gone. Could it be coincidental? Yeah. Was it, just, something else? was it just wishful thinking? Yeah. 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 But, uh, you know, I, I had to continually remind myself, hey, God is trustworthy. He's, he's given me this. I need to trust in this. I had to remind myself to trust in the message that God had given me, and he came through. You know. Man, uh, praise the Lord. And, and, you know, you being able to tell that story, uh, there's nobody else that, can, uh, that knows that feeling of 
uh, coming through the other side. Mm. You know, like you know that personally. Mm. I, I know it in my own battles. I know what it, you know, where things look impossible mm. to the point of, um, you know, that deep visceral feeling of hopelessness. Mm. You know, like it's just too overwhelming. Nothing's going to get you through, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, Christ the Creator, you start just leaning on His word and saying, mm. you know what? Um, you're greater than I am and I need to start listening to your promises and when he comes through you realize wow you know I should do this more I, I need to be more trusting in, in God and his word and the fact that he can fight our battles you know there's another circumstance in Daniel chapter 3 where Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego and they said to uh, they were going to be thrown into the fiery furnace that he says we know that God will save us and he will. It says um, we know that he can and he will, but even if he doesn't, doesn't, you know, and to me that's another circumstance. And, of course, Christ was was in the fire with them. And, yeah. And it's that it's that um, that unshakable faith and trust that, that God has our back, even if he doesn't. Yeah. Even if, and I had to come to that point too, even if I were to pass away, I was still. He still has my back. Yeah, you know? yeah. He still. You know, that, and that's the uh, that, that's the whole reason why we need to understand Christ as Michael. Mm. Uh, Christ as Michael, who was able to win victories in the past, like in Daniel three, in the story of Jehoshaphat, and many accounts that we see in the Bible. That's the same Christ that we we have with us even today. Today, yeah. He has the same victorious power. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it, there's not. It, he delivers. That's what he does. Is, is that's his business. And so when we, we're talking about Jesus uh, as Michael, you're talking about somebody that can't be beaten. Mm. You know, the, the devil has lost in the past, lost at the cross, and will lose according to what's going to happen in, in the last days. You know, mm. it, it's... It's, and, it's written. And it might seem like things yeah. aren't going the right way, but yeah. we know that God, uh, that Jesus is going to win. You know? Yeah. The it, victory is there. It, it's he, he has already won. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's already won. Um, it, it's a, uh, it, you know, like people often think Jesus on the cross, and we're going to talk about Jesus as the Messiah next week, but Jesus as the Jesus on the cross, it seems like such a weakling thing to do, mm. you know? But when you start to understand the plan of salvation, that was the most greatest thing that could could have been done. Yeah. yeah, that reversed the whole the whole plan of the devil. That was the thing that drove drove the stake in the devil's head. You know that that, that Jesus on the cross is what sealed sealed the, the the deal and the victory. You know, all that's left now is for us to believe that Jesus is indeed the one that we need to give our allegiance, loyalty, and affections to. And uh, you know, once we once we understand that and made that decision, it's all over. Mm. You know, the the um. When the, when the time comes and like you said you said Jesus always got our back you're basically in a way the Bible says that only God is immortal but even death can't stop you exactly right yeah. even death and that's why I'm saying that, that <clears throat> those words that uh, that Chadrach Meshach and Abednego said yeah. even if yeah. he doesn't even if we don't uh, survive this life. We'll, we'll see you again. <laughs> we're we're, you <laughs> we're know, coming back. We can still trust that, yeah. that he's he's going to win. And uh, as he rose from the dead, we know that we can. We will too. Yeah. So they had their faith way back then, and we should have that t- today. And, you know, I want to encourage you, anyone that's listening to this right now, for anything that you're going through, any battles that you're, you're thinking, man, this is overwhelming, I'm not going to get through this, I want you to look at these 
these texts that we just talked about, stories in the Bible, places where even when Jesus was on earth and he was turning over tables, he was doing that to deliver his people. And I want you to know now that Jesus is waiting to deliver you. And so for whatever whatever things that are happening right now, I challenge you and I appeal to you, put your faith in Christ the warrior. Revelation 19, it talks about him riding on the, on the white horse, battle ready. He's battle ready for you too. Uh, and so God bless God bless everyone and uh, man I really I really uh, hope that we get to know Jesus a more intimate level as we go through the series of um, Christ and the seven roles mm. we've had a message uh, come in from Margie we, we'll just acknowledge that I'm not sure that we can read it all now but uh, we might share that next time so thanks for texting Margie um, and uh, yeah she's sharing about an experience that she went through so Great to hear from you. And, uh, David, what a fantastic topic. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, Love it. It's, it's a great, yeah. great topic to talk about. <laughs> Next week, you already mentioned you're going to be talking about Christ as Messiah. Yep. And uh, then we've got a few more roles to go. We've got uh, Christ as life. Is that right? Christ yeah, life, life and resurrection. Yep. And a high priest, judge, and king. king. Yep. So they're still coming in this series. But tomorrow, we've got David Maxwell joining us with a topic called The Great Reunion. So do join us at the same time, 9 a.m. tomorrow morning. And uh, remember our free book offer today. Mm. There's more to Jesus. This uh, goes into the different roles of Jesus and explains to, uh, from a biblical basis, what. Uh, He's all about. Yeah. Christ number one, C-H-R-I-S-T and the number one. Text that in to 0488-880-891. And as we go out today, we just uh, pray that you encounter Jesus more in your day-to-day life and Mm. that may you uh, also experience those times when you feel that Christ has your back and uh, he has saved you. Amen. Beautiful. This last song is uh, You Are My Stronghold by Watermark. Lord, you are my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear if you are? 